Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. Hello, I'm Charlie Clawson and he's Scott Dooley and we're here to fix football, whether you like it or not. And this week, Scott, we are talking about one of the unique quirks of Aussie rules, the father-son rule and mm. the father-daughter rule. I love I love the father-son thing. My concern is uh, that it could lead to eugenics. And and this is something that I feel is is something the AFL. It's a it's a looming catastrophe for the AFL, where we will have clubs essentially using star players as sires, um, and 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 I'm not suggesting that you're going to have um, players having to you know have sexual intercourse with each other, particularly now with the AFLW. But what I yeah. am worried about is is um, reproductive material being harvested right. by by clubs in order to create a a generation of super footballers. Um, designer, designer sperm is what you're kind of arguing here. Is that's that right? what I'm getting at. Yeah, exactly what I'm getting at. And and we've also got now designer eggs. Um, yeah. So. And and what I'm concerned about there from there is of course the idea of what happens uh, when a clone is created when we create this great footballer and we start to clone him and him and her um, does that fall under the auspice of the father son rule or is this person now a free agent these are what? my big concerns but other than that I love the father son rule. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a fantastic um, science, science documentary called Multiplicity, um, which uh, approaches this very subject. And what I think you'll find, Scott, is when you make a clone of a clone, the actual uh, quality of the clone decreases. So I don't think you have to worry about Dustin Martin version 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, because if the movie Multiplicity taught me anything, it's by the time we get to 5.0, He's barely going to make the team. In fact, you'd be so lucky they, if he's getting a game in the twos. I I don't remember this film, but they are working on the theory that the quality diminishes much like a photocopy. If you can, hundred percent. I believe that is the exact example they use. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so this then sparks a new thing where let, let's we've got it. We live in the real world. We have to accept that. Um, there will be a generation of kind of genetically superior footballers created and then they will therefore be cloned. So do we have then like uh, various cloned leagues, like the three-timers, the four-timers, oh, the five-timers? And, and the lower you get, it kind of becomes kind of funny. And maybe yeah, we yeah. could set up like a funny um, banana peels and, you know, yeah. things like that. <laughs> they have, one of them drives around a little car. I don't know. Like, and it's just like... It's oh, I get this. So it's, like, like the, it's, like, it's like the jackass of Aussie rules yeah, yeah, so yeah, you've got yeah, like a little yeah, wee yeah. man there's like a little wee dusty who comes out it's like yeah, it's kind yeah, of like maybe the, it happens like, it's like way. those bank yeah. ads it's just like you know you get these tiny little versions of the players you yeah, like I, well I don't know if they're all going to be smaller like one of them might have like a really big hand like because oh. things are going to go wrong <laughs> Right. So you're saying let's really play God. When we get yeah, the DNA, absolutely. let's manipulate. Yeah. Oh, so are you saying, oh my, okay, God, you've just opened my mind. <laughs> Stuart Lowe, 
I mean yeah. buckets. Buckets. We all How know many eggs? How many eggs? <laughs> 40 plus eggs, at least. 40 plus eggs you could hold in those giant bucket hands. So if you could somehow like um, uh, uh, isolate the gene that created those enormous hands and oh, then you could then sell that. So once you're splicing, so imagine that. So you've got like you get Dusty Martin's uh, DNA, um, maybe Dusty, you get Dusty Martin's sperm and Daisy Pierce's egg and then you get them together and then you start taking like isolated genes of all these different AFL superstars to create like the ultimate father-son uh, daughter, son, father, daughter, <laughs> uh, uh, AFL player. So, so in that case, and then, you and you make one female you... and one male, so you can play in both leagues. That's right. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, but what I'm what I'm seeing here then is this 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 divide within the league between the organics and the synthetics. Yeah, and oh, maybe okay. that could be our new state of origin. Oh yes, fantastic. Yeah. So the organics, you know, and because I do like the idea, okay, so it's going to have Stuart Lowe's hands and it's going to have Dustin Martin's yeah. fend and it's going to have Tony Lockett's right leg and, yeah. it's, you know, all these things. Um, and I love face. The, uh, who, who had uh, the best face in football? Ah, uh, like um, Lockie Weller, I reckon. He's pretty handsome. Or Jack Steele, pretty oh, handsome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cousins. Cousins is a good looking guy. Yeah, he still is. He looks all right. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're tempting fate by putting that DNA into someone. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you'd probably try to, yeah, you'd probably try to get rid of that. So can yeah. I, I don't know. I I just, just kind of what, what I think is great about this idea as well, I mean, is that when you see David King on Fox footy in the lab, mm. rather than it just being a green screen, let's see him in an actual like uh, uh, embryonics lab. Where he's like, oh, you know, we uh, we just got um, uh, we've isolated uh, the Dusty Martin fendoff gene. Um, we've got mm. the Jeremy Howell leap. Uh, you know, we're just mixing all these together in the petri dish, and in nine months, we are going to have the best. And the great thing about this is, at the moment, with father sons, in the way it's drafted, is like you can obviously other players can bid on them. But the club that has, you know, the links, the 100 games related to their club, they're the ones who get first choice. But this is kind of like the ultimate father-son, especially, oh, Jules, I'm just, this is just occurring to me now. If we take mm. the best player from each club and we isolate the gene from all of those players and we put it into the Petri dish, so next, mm. and then, you know, we grow that baby, then by um, uh, the, uh, I, I, we, can either, we can either have clubs bidding for them the day they're born and then they have to wait 18 years or like Arnold Schwarzenegger twins, we can just raise this child to be the ultimate human being, the ultimate athlete, the ultimate footballer. And then every player gets to build up their points and bid on this kid in 18 years time as the ultimate father. Yeah. I, well, it depends. So I, I would see this kind of experimentation being done on a club-by-club basis. So the okay. scientists now become very important. Um, I do like the idea of Kingy being like, and this guy's here, this is embalming fluid that you've got. It. You think you wouldn't have it here, but this is very important. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think the AFL has to step in, though, and say you can only um, have six mutations per player. Okay. 
Now, this would lead, of course, to a rogue league where anything goes. Ah, right. And I I fear that that would become more popular. (laughs) (laughs) When you say it's a rogue league where anything goes, you mean there's unlimited numbers of... You can uh, do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Anything you want. You can have your full forwards got tentacles. I don't give a shit. This is the MFL. Mutants only, baby. And then... And and that would create, and then and then I think what would end up happening is the MFL would get more popular than the AFL. The AFL would then start saying, "All right, well, your best team plays our best team in a Super Bowl style event," and then both leagues would eventually merge and create, you know, one under one umbrella. But there'll be some bumpy years, is what I'm concerned about for the AFL. Well, do you think that we're maybe limiting what the father son? or the father-daughter, or the mother-daughter, or the mother-son, which I'm sure is will be coming soon, are we limiting it to just players? Like, should it be a case where, um, like, you know, uh, if you're a junior footballer and your dad umpires in your junior footy mm. games, which is pretty common, mm. and you get drafted, can we do a son-father rule where it's like, oh, congratulations, You've taken Jason Horn Francis at number one. And guess what, North Melbourne? You've also got his dad. Find him a job at the club. <laughs> oh. I mean, didn't, didn't oh, Melbourne yeah. actually – no, GWS actually did that, didn't they? When GWS poached Tom Scully, didn't they also poach his dad? Scully's dad, dad as yeah, a little As a little job. kind of sweetener. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, uh, yeah. we've got a job in uh, finance, uh, the digital department. I know – yeah, I know in the – I know that the um – I know there were rumours around Carlton in the 70s where a lot of the wives were on, you know, had job titles around the social club and it was just a way to kind of pay their husbands a bit more money. <laughs> well, I think it like it, 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 may, it creates an interesting prospect for the club. If you are drafting the son and then you also are going to take one of the parents, you know how they do the home interviews and they assess like the suitability of their character and, you know, do they make up, do they clean up their room and all that kind of stuff. Like imagine, yeah. you know, you're interviewing the two cloak boys and then, you know, David Cloak comes out and you're like, oh boy. Like uh, if we well, take so, Travis. So now, this is that, so now what we have to do is we need to make sure that the jobs are legitimate. So maybe it can only be one of four things. You're the chief marketing officer, you're the... <laughs> Um, I love how that was the first one, the most disposable of all the roles at a club, chief marketing officer. Director. No, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe that's not right. So no, no, the, I, I agree. <laughs> I think you're onto something there. Well, what if you're the what? But or what if it's you're the coach, you're the director of football, you're the um, doctor, or um, you are the what's the fourth? You're the president. They're the four, okay. only four roles you can have, right? Oh, well, how about we'll start, we'll, we'll, we'll give them uh, jobs at, in every level. So what about boot stutter? So you can start at boot stutter or you can go, uh, it can start at boot stutter, it can go as high as the board. There are the four levels. So it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to draft um, uh, 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 this kid, but we think his father is uh, a bit of an idiot. So why don't we just give him like a real menial job in the change rooms? Or you draft a kid and you're like, well, this guy's father's like a bloody QC. Let's get him on the board. So just to go back to your first example. So we're going to get this kid and his dad's a dance. So we're going to put him in this property position, steward, which, which I would say, which I would say is very disrespectful to those that do those jobs. 
and and that's not what we're here to do. This isn't our system. This is the AFL system. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. What if I then come in as a rival club and I say, I reckon he could be our head of conditioning. Oh, yeah. And now that's how I overbid you instead of it being yeah, points right, right, and right. draft picks. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's good because, yeah, that that's a risk-reward scenario for the club that's drafting then, isn't it? Because it's like, all right, like we really like this kid, but the only role we have available is CEO. Do we – I mean – his father, like we've done our, we've done our digging. We don't know we want this guy running our club. He won't accept a role as a property steward. So we're in a, you know, we're wedged on this topic right bind. here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gold Coast are so desperate to get this draft pick. They're like, we're going to make this guy club, his dad, club president. <laughs> so Tony Cochran, Tony Cochran sets up Tony a Cochran's out. regime. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think that's a great idea because it really puts the onus on the club to go like, all right. We're approaching this not from just the on-field, but from the boardroom as well, or not just the boardroom, like, you know, the inner sanctum. We have to yeah. find a role. because, And that way you're really assessing not just the suitability of the player, but the suitability of their family. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the interesting thing is you kind of say, hey, Essendon, you've had, you've had like 14 soft tissue injuries in the first two rounds. What do you put it down to? It's our draft pick's dad. He's the doctor now. He's useless. Yeah. Like he's, he's really hurting players. We need to make a change. Then maybe you trade him out for a guy who's not as good a footballer, but whose dad is an actual doctor. Yeah, and then, oh, that's great. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. then it becomes a real... Um, you know, it becomes a really interesting market there because you go, oh, I see this guy here, he used to run BHP. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so you're sort of saying like at the end of every season, there's always movements at clubs, you know, players leave, mm. but also staff leave as well. So when you are drafting the following year, you're not just drafting for on-field, you're also drafting, you can only fill those spots from father-sons or father-daughters or, or whatever it is. So a player's then inextricably linked to this person for their entire career. So say yes. you get traded yes. to Geelong. You're, yeah, now your Geelong's got a fun. Yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah, you've got, they've a, got a fun you're role the, for your dad. <laughs> you're the yeah. backs coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Corey and right left. We're going to get someone Corey else in here. Good. We need someone. Also, your son can play in the forward pocket, and you're in charge of the backs. <laughs> Welcome aboard. So what do you what do you think about? Um, the idea of, you know, St Kilda for a long time, we have uh, not had much luck with, with father-sons either. Um, you know, the, the, the offspring of, of the star players uh, from that period just aren't interested in football or, you know, Nathan Burke's daughter is playing for the Bulldogs because he's over there now. She's playing for the AFLW side. And she's a, she's a gun as well. What if we could compel the offspring of the star players that they had to play mm. one year. We conscripted them, regardless if they're interested in football or not. So, like, Rob Harvey's son, Connor. Like, I think he's more interested in cricket than football. And it's like, mm. bad luck. Your father's a legend of the Saints. You're coming and you're playing one year for the Saints, like it or not. And he has to get at least five senior games. <laughs> so he's essentially imprisoned. Until yeah. he achieves the incredibly difficult task of playing an AFL game. He's going to do that five times five and times. then he's released of yeah. his own. Listen, I think this is a fantastic like a- idea. I, 
I don't think it goes far enough, but yeah, yeah, of course. You need some violence. You need people to die. I was thinking. Like <laughs> I've been waiting games, for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like imagine ten years because your dad was good at something before you were born. That's ten years of your life gone. <laughs> Well, I do uh, um, uh, another podcast called Fofop, and one of my guests is Guy Davis, whose uh, father is legendary Geelong identity, Bob Davis. And Guy oh, wow. grew up with no interest in football. He's a real nerdy kid. He loved just like movies and comic books and all that kind of stuff. And I would love to have seen the career that Guy Davies would have had playing for Geelong with absolutely zero interest in football. Yeah. And the great thing about it is it's like compulsory service. Like certain countries have compulsory service. You finish high school, you go straight into the armed service. Hey, look, mm. bad luck. Your father was a Brownlow medalist. You're going to have to play for either the AFLW version or the AFLM version of, of the team. And you do it for five years until you can play five games or in Scots, uh, according to your rules, 50 games <laughs> before you're released. 50, no, I think, five, I think five, five is right because someone could get hurt. And, and I, I do wonder, though, I do worry about teams being in cahoots. So... Um, you know, say Chris Scott calls Brett Ratton and says, we're going to play our guy. Yeah, we'll play ours too. And they can okay. just kind of even each just other out. And I get think the that's something we need to. Way. Well, so so this is something I'd want the AFL to crack down on. And yeah. um, this is why I've always said that we should um, chip every uh, <laughs> AFL coach with tracking device that also records and so we can have access to all of the conversations they have at all times yeah. to prevent this kind of, um, you know, funny business I, going on. I love, I love that this podcast started with eugenics and now we're on to surveillance, like 24-hour surveillance. When did we pivot into being this fascist? <laughs> well, I, I think I watched a lot of the Winter Games and I got some pretty good ideas from those uh, where that was held. Now, Scott, uh, this question about the father-son rule has sparked a furor amongst the footy fixers listeners. So let's get straight into their feedback. A lot of great ideas here. This is from at Sean D. Johns. Um, it said, it should only apply the father-son rule if the son has the same style, i.g. haircut or tats, as the father. This rule also applies in the AFLW. The daughter needs to look exactly like her father. What do you think about that? Is that that's kind of playing to the nostalgia thing? Like it's like when you see Jack Silvani running around, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. he moves and looks like his yeah. dad. When he gets the floppy hair, he looks like his dad. We love it. Mm. it makes me think of the old mm. days. So me if too. you're playing, you have to cosplay as your father, boy or girl. Yeah. Cosplay as your father. I love that. And maybe, maybe, maybe those players get to wear the old Guernseys. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, with, with so the, the Dacos, stuff, the, yeah, 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 yeah like, 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 yeah, Nick Dacos has spices paid for on his shoulder, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, bring that That's back. That's great. Uh, at L. Thompson 95 says, uh, I reckon create a Dalai Lama rule. Each club chooses a former great. To decide who's the recreation of them, selectors travel to Aussie homes and get the children to choose between a series of toys. If they choose the same toys, their whole life becomes footy and they play for that club. So what do you reckon? The golden child rule. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's, I, I, look, I know this it doesn't exist, but could the AFL invest in creating... Uh, have you seen Harry Potter with the sorting hat? Could we oh, get yeah. a situation like that where we have a talking? Well, footy I think what Luke is getting at though is that you're appealing to the. You've got to. 
the sorting hat has to involve the legend of the club somehow. Because we're looking for someone to carry on the mantle. It's like Batman, you know, oh, Batman. Oh, Bruce Wayne right, can right, die right. as long as someone wears the cape and cowl. So as long as, um, you know, say, uh, uh, like Matthew Pavlich is going to anoint mm. the new um, Fremantle, who is his successor? So Matthew Pavlich needs to travel Australia until he bonds with a child that he thinks is yes, this child possesses the same. This this kid has the pav. This this is the new pav. Are they? And this so this is this could rub people the wrong way, but I, I don't really mind. Could we right. set it up where there are orphaned children, and we 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 follow the seven orphaned children, and Matthew Pavlidge travels to the centre of Australia to. <laughs> to choose the oh. one that replaces him. I mean, we dodged a bullet club. when you came then... up with the Gold Coast new mascot. I don't know we're going to dodge it when you're talking about orphan children, and but then, go on. And then what we do is we, we then, in a seven-up style film, maybe we call it six-up because <laughs> there's six left. Um, yeah. So Pap chooses the child. So then we, we look at the juxtaposition of the fantastic life that the one that Matthew Pavlich chose and then – Whatever happens to the others. And, and, and when you say whatever happens, what you want is it to be horrible and depressing. Well, not all of it. Not all of it. I want some of it to be good. But what I really want to see is I want to see Matthew Pavlich grappling with this over the rest of his life. That okay. when he sees that perhaps one of them has a job at a mechanic and they don't like it or, you know, whatever it might be, that Pav thinks, oh, imagine I chose. Imagine I chose her. She could have she could have been the next Taylor Harris or uh, yeah, and maybe right. one of them goes on to play in the AFL and oh, hates be, the chosen yeah. one. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe we yeah. then train the other ones in a in less kind of like you know, Drago oh Drago had a pretty good setup. Um Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of you know, like Yeah, yeah. Like the child is taken away, it's kind of like Kill Bill style, like trains in a monastery somewhere for like eighteen yeah, years yeah, yeah, and then yeah, is unleashed yeah. on the AFL. But then the uh, others go and train in like a gulag and then they come back as like super angry people. I don't know. It's just a thought. Uh, this is a great exchange between uh, Footy Fixers listeners. So uh, Jay Smooth uh, Quadruple Zero One, which as soon as you see multiple numbers in a handle, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> like, what is this bot going to say? But I, I feel like this is a real person. So Jay Smooth Quadruple Zero One says, the father's son is a stupid rule. We have clubs not old enough to have father-sons. We also have clubs like Brisbane that can access the Bears and Fitzroy players, then Port Adelaide who can access Sandful players, although they are different clubs. The draft is to equalise. This rule needs to go. Then, at why can't I, why I can't draw, chimes in by saying, well, alternatively, the Giants can have four-year-olds on the list. And Jay Smooth responds with, okay, let the tradition continue. <laughs> so they're doing their so- job for us. I really like that because I think there should be a thing where every club has to have at least two father sons at all times. Okay. Yeah. At whatever age. So you like the idea of the, the, the giants having four year olds on the list? Yeah. Like, like if you're like, Hey, we're sorry to do this to you, Shane Mumford, but you're the only guy that's ever played for the GWS giants that has children who's fulfills yeah. the thing of 50 games or a hundred games or whatever it is. 
Um, and he's like, I've got a seven-year-old who isn't really well. Bring him in on the Monday. We'll we'll get him some gear. Yeah, I think it's a great cute. idea. Yeah, or go, yeah, yeah, especially little sausages running around. Can you imagine that? <laughs> little snags. Oh, he'd have a funny name like that. Like yeah, yeah. little Cavanossi or something. Uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> A Frank, what would you call it? Like a wiener. Little wieners. No, no, no. That's actually, you don't, want to, you don't want to say that in kids in the same sentence. No, uh, no. At more, cocktails. Oh, good. At more cocktails QNC, and sausages. Here we go. <laughs> at more QNC, this is great because we haven't really thought about the estranged kids. We had the, the idea of conscription for a reluctant um, footballer. But what about estranged children? So Mark at UNC says, if the son hates his father... He should be able to choose to go to his dad's rival team. So imagine if like Darcy Moore had had a terrible relationship with his dad and he said, fuck it, I'm going to Carlton. Amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be great. Yeah, that'd be really great. Oh, I think that's a great idea. No notes. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Play On It 15 says, the AFL could bring in a future father-son picks as part of trades. I'm sure the trade radio would love to speculate whether Ben Cunnington's newborn will be part of a three-way trade involving Fremantle <laughs> in Sydney. P.S. By mentioning Frio, I think I've helped you fill your WA quota this week. Thank you for that. We have. I love that. I mean, trade radio, The specula- we talked about this in our trade radio episode, but the mm. level of speculation is off the hook. Imagine if they start doing future picks. And, not, and I'm well, not talking like future draft picks. I'm talking like unborn children future picks. But why, why does this have to be speculative? Why can't this be part of the trade period? Oh, fuck. So you've gone from eugenics to this conscription. Now you're saying we're going to force players to have children? Uh, no, I'm not saying force players to have children, but if a player has a child okay. and there's players around the same age, why can't clubs start to, you know, do Trade some horse trading early? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how would you do that though? Like, so... Okay, so you, if you've played 100 games, you um, are guaranteed to be a father-son pick. Whether or not you're going to get picked or not is another story. But mm. So players can start looking at, say, like Nick Revolt's kid, who's like I think six or seven, and then they yeah. can also look at like Nick Maxwell's kids and they can start saying, well, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll maybe give you two Maxwell offspring for one Revolt. So here's the thing. I, I think in no disrespect to Nick Maxwell's kid, but I, I – I, I, I just can't imagine Nick Rewalt's child would have got to six or seven without being snapped up by someone. It just doesn't make sense to me. So what you've got to do is you've got to hope that like if Jimmy Bartel had a kid around the same time, well, now this, now we can get a conversation going. Because like, I, the way I'm looking at our like list like. at this point, yeah, I think we're going to need, we might need a tall guy because, you know, Matthew Scarlett, we're not going to, you know... What you understand where I'm coming from? Like, yeah, I just thought know, that Co- Maxwell Revolt was because like they play in opposing positions on the ground. I was trying to find a, a comparison, but you're saying talent level needs to be the same. Although, I mean, if I'm making this trade, I'm again no disrespect for Tim Nick Maxwell, who's child. I mean, are you kidding me for Revolt? <laughs> I'll give you give you bloody on, cousins as well. You can not have just his offspring. <laughs> you can have his cousins. <laughs> Um, uh, Ang- uh, at Angus McCallum says, I would like it to be a number of years at the club rather than games played. That way, an injured player who's probably going to be a gun right, still counts. What does that mean? 
I would like it to be a number of years at the club. Okay, right. Okay. So you can have a gun okay, player yeah. who never fulfilled their potential. They played under 100 mm. games. But, you know, mm. for whatever reason, their knees were dodgy. Xavier Clark, you know, he was a gun at St Kilda, just couldn't overcome his injuries. The Saints still get mm. to draft his offspring because um, uh, uh, it was potential. It was the years of the club. He was at the club for eight, eight or nine years. So how would you work it out? So in a, in a perfect world, if you played every game, it would be five seasons, mm. right? Because it's like 22 games a season. So that's over 100 games. So if that player has played at least five years at your club, you get father-son dibs. I think 10. 10 years. 10 years? Oh, but are you going to keep an injured player? In, uh, has a player it played 10 more years often at a club? And, think. No, no, I'm really? saying like, but there's guys that have played like, no, but they, they would have played like 10 or 20 games. In, a, in 10 years? You yeah. think a, a Yeah, club sometimes hangs on that happens. Pl- really? I guess yeah, so. There are players who like do, think. do three knees and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, All right. The thing is, as well, is is those guys are never dickheads. Like the clubs keep those guys around because they're good around the club and people really like them, and um, mm. you know they're just good for the players. Uh, at LBD two zero one six CG again oh, makes me very nervous okay. that it's a All bot. Right, right. Is this about Novak Djokovic? Uh, we don't have an opinion. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> As a Dogs fan, I want to keep it at least until Bont Jr. is 18. And that is where you do feel slightly icky as a footy fan is when you see footage of like a gun player and you're like, oh, he's got a son. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just keep an eye on that kid. Yeah. Well, right. the, the, weirdest, the weirdest is when you, you're like, oh, Bailey Smith, he's got a tall girlfriend. Yeah, they should stay <laughs> <Perfect>. together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at... Whole meal says uh, it should be a father son a father son rule, and he's spelt son s u n. Where if your father played footy for any team, you must play for the sons. I mean, that's a <laughs> radical direction. I can see Tony Cochran. If Tony Cochran pitched that, I could see him doing it in all seriousness. And I think if they get Alistair Clarkson there next year, you know, legacy coach, then they're going to need to bend the rules a little bit to get the sons on the map. Maybe that's what happens. Mm. Any father sons mm. from 2023 onwards have to play for the sons. I, I just don't see a problem with this at all. I mean, it bumps up against an idea we've had previously around the Gold Coast sons in their name, but um, I think we can work around that. Uh, at Ramsden 29406782. <laughs> Is this about the truckers' convoy now? <laughs> uh, it says we've got to make the father son compulsory. The sons have to play regardless of skill or desire. Right, so that sort of like fits that. in with our prescription yeah. yeah. idea. That's, that's, that's very on brand. Uh, Curtis, at Curtis McNamara says, the father should have to come out of retirement to play along the side of the son for a minimum of one season. I love that idea. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about playing to nostalgia. So you get Peter Moore back out there, you know, he's just lining yeah. up in the back pocket. Or is it that they play alongside their son or – how about we just – because, you know, we've got to be realistic about them being old fellas and stuff, is you just sub out that player for one quarter and their dad plays a quarter per game. Oh, right, right, right. Because what it, I was thinking you could probably manipulate it where if there's a guy that retired ahead of time because mm. he wanted to spend more time with his family, but you reckon he had another year or two in him, you just pick yeah. up their child no matter how old they were. And then he's got to play because you've picked his four-year-old 
sign it full forward or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. now he has to play because... He has to play. He, so he, and he also would want to play to protect his child. And that's yeah. kind of a way, like, say say Nick Rewalt retired. I know it's a bad example with him. Um, mm. But if he retired and then they're like, oh, he sh- should have stayed, by the way. Mm. Well, you, that's your son true. Jason. <laughs> It's <laughs> yeah, a horrible example. <laughs> you're you're gonna uh, you're gonna get a shot in his uh, reprinted book now. He's got a lot of yeah. memory in his revolt when it comes to his <laughs> yeah, retirement. That, that's right. <laughs> it's be Reese Stanley and me, two chapters. Just hot in his boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always thought Clawson could have been funnier, but just never worked out <laughs> the way I wanted. <laughs> just didn't work hard enough. <laughs> um. Uh, so we, I think we should also stick with the idea of when the dads do come back that they have to put on their old gear. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, it, uh, you know, we, we, we get them out and they're wearing the woolen knit jump with the jumper with the collar. They've got the old shitty boots, like, yeah. you know, the Am, pre Am, kind of. MCAL uh, <laughs> mouth guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Lachlan Stubbo, is that Lachlan Stubbo? Says, I think Gary Blit Jr. has been the only son who's better than his father. So I think we should scrap the rule and make it the father and his best mate's kid. Usually there's someone else better that the old man knows. So how about that? How about this? So if your son doesn't want to play football, you can nominate one of your mate's kids. Oh, wow. I wouldn't so that it's not father, son, some it's weird father, best, father, best mate's son. Father, <laughs> the- father, I wish this was my son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's the disappointed father son rule. Disappointed, disappointed father. Why weren't you more like him, son rule? At Mega Drop Bear says, Do players have to raise their children to draft them? Could players donate their sperm to fans? Can players adopt the best 16 year olds and then draft them as father son? Okay, so this requires. A bit of thinking. So basically, all the players put their sperm into a, a pool that can be accessed by the supporters. So the supporters can then take that sperm and create their own offspring, which then they can offer to the club. So it's kind of similar to what you're saying about Bailey Smith and his tall girlfriend. So mm. um, just say, you know, you, you, you've got um, Christian Petrarca's sperm up for grabs. So right. you find like a suitable, willing host for that sperm, mm. and then you go and say, like, you know, if it's if, if it's the Saints, it's like, okay, so we've found, we've got this super athlete, she's happy to do it, you know, she's a big Saints fan, she wants to create the best possible athlete we can, so we can mm. go and access that sperm, and then create, the you know, the, the perfect specimen for either the AFLW or the AFLM team, and then mm. um, 18 years later, they, you know, there's, they don't even have to bid, it's just straight into the system. So I, I, I just want to pick you up on the wording you said where we put all the players' sperm into a pool. <laughs> well, okay, not literally. <laughs> That's where you lost me because I thought this is just too hard to judge because not all the players I are mean... good. <laughs> It's <laughs> not like it's not like, not like I imagine mixing. a scientist going up. It's like you turn up with your card, and the scientist is like, okay. Let me just go, and he just gets like a ladle, <laughs> pours it into like a an old washed out Vegemite jar, and hands it to you. It's come out on, of, come out on of an doors. inflatable it's a more sophisticated pool. than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got porn magazines littered around the side of it. Oh, God. <laughs> Some players keep going back. Like, mate, this is too much. We're fine. We're good for you. <laughs> <laughs> We've got enough. 
Um, well, I, uh, I, I, I don't know what the fans have to do. What? So the fans are then in charge of finding the a fans suitable get to surrogate. It. Yeah, I mean, look, I, okay. I guess you could make it an official club-sanctioned um, uh, uh, event where the clubs are the ones accessing the sperm. But I think it makes it a bit more... It opens it up a bit if it's the fans can access it, you know, because maybe there's some untapped talent out there that, you know, the clubs are unaware of, you know. There might be someone out there who thinks like, you know, they combining themselves with the star player's sperm... Or eggs, because we can take it from the mm. AFLW as well. well mm. Let's not limit it to that. That they can create like a, a super athlete. I th- just think it, it it encourages fan engagement. Could it could it be more of a competition basis where you could win something where a lucky member wins a, a vial of um, you know Jordan to go? I don't know what like. Probably a bad uh, example. You look, I mean, I'd have a bad example. The, <laughs> but you know what that. I mean? Where, like, this year you can win, um, you know, we're giving away one egg from Matty Presbyakis and we're going to give yeah. uh, a vial of sperm from Patrick Cripps. And that's kind of, oh, you I can enter that. the raffle. And, and then, or is it is it is it an equalization thing where if you don't make the eight, you can access the bank, the sperm bank, the egg bank? Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Yeah. So clubs that don't make ju- the eight. Yeah, and you could like Jurassic Park it, I guess. I, I'm sure. I'm sure we've got the technology where we could yeah. go and, and I, exhume bodies and find like, oh, this is Gordon yeah. Coventry or whatever. Yeah, trapped in amber. So I guess that's the other thing too. Is is if we want to sort of keep club allegiances, mm. we basically go out to all these former players and we collate all their genetic materials and we put mm. it so you know yeah as far back as you know we can the saints can go to the remaining players of the 66 premiership team and say guys yeah just squeeze one out for the team and that yeah. way you know we can go and get like an ian stewart like another ian stewart or, or, yeah. or something like that Doc baldock right, g'day mrs baldock I'm, I'm sorry to bother you at this time but <laughs> you don't happen to just lying around it's gonna be an odd question I, i'm prepared but yeah where's, in your freezer. where's the doc sock drawer <laughs> Your doc didn't uh, leave anything in the freezer for us, did he? Uh, I I do. I think it's a. It's you know what? It seems like a funny movie that Working Dog could make, where there's a fellow who has to travel around the countryside to find the sperm of the '66 Saints, and he's you know going up country paths and knocking on doors, and you know one of them owns a. That's a heartwarming tale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a funny tale, and then at the end they um, maybe the maybe the, the real, the maybe the real star footballers were the friends he made along the way. Maybe that's what he learns by the end of the film. Maybe that's yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe the flag is the friends you make along the way. There you go. <laughs> Well, I think we've done it again, Scott. Uh, we are the Footy Fixers. You can find us on Two Guys One Cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back next week with the final instalment of the Footy Fixers for 2022, maybe forever. Who knows? Depending on the response oh, to this episode, and which, how, how do we think there's an episode after this? Like, how yeah, are we I not cancelled after this? <laughs> Well, we'll find out. Uh, but thanks, thank you for everyone who's uh, who, who sent, sent in your suggestions. We do rely, this episode especially relies heavily on user feedback. So when we put the questions out, we do really do appreciate. I, I see a lot of the same handles, Twitter handles responding, which I can never pronounce, but we do appreciate each and every one of you. I'm Charlie Clawson. 
I'm Scott Dooley, and that is Fixed. Fixed.